Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Into the Borough podcast here on the Borough Reviews Network. My name is Jared, and joining me as always is Linda. Hello, guys. And we have got some MCU to talk about. It's been a long time since we've talked about anything Marvel-related on any of our shows or any any video or really just in general, like, discourse. Like, nothing's really been mentioned about Marvel. It's kind of been MIA since Endgame. And not really Endgame, but more so Spider-Man Far From Home. And so I thought, what better way to introduce the MCU back into our life than talking about WandaVision, which just released last weekend on Disney+. Plus. So we're going to talk about that later on in the show. And then also we're going to talk about a couple of trailers that released this week. One for a Mike P. Nelson film, which is the Wrong Turn reboot. And then we're also going to be talking about um, a little movie called Motherly, um, which looks pretty interesting. So We'll talk about both of those things and the WandaVision show on Disney Plus later on in the show. But first, let me tell you a little bit about our giveaway that we're doing. So it's as easy as following the link that's in the uh, show notes, actually, for the podcast that'll take you to our Patreon page. And then from there, you can select uh, a level um, of tier of support that you want to show the borough reviews. So we have anywhere from a $1 tier to a $10 tier. And once you do that, you will be entered into a drawing uh, where we will be doing uh, an exclusive gift box that'll have uh, two merch items and then a bunch of other little gifts that'll be handpicked by the team at the borough. I'm really excited about this. You get one entry for the Candyman and It Follows tiers, which are the $1 and $2 tiers. You get two entries into the drawing for signing up for our hereditary tier, which is the $5 tier. And you get three for signing up for the trick-or-treat tier, which is the $10 tier. And each of those tiers come with their own little exclusive perks that you can find right on patreon.com slash the borough reviews. So I highly recommend that you go and support us there. It really does mean a lot as that's really our main source of income when it comes to paying for podcast hosting when it comes to paying for just the website hosting in general and paying for all of the different content and the different pieces of equipment that pop up every now and again that we have to pay for out of pocket but um we do it because we love you and we love movies and we love doing what we do here on the borough reviews so we want to keep doing that and you can support us through our patreon campaign and then you'll get you know an exclusive gift box it'll be pretty cool So I encourage you to check that out, and um, when you do, let us know that you signed up for that, and we will give you a shout-out on social media as well. So that is one thing that we're doing, and one thing that I am super excited about. Linda, how would you feel getting an exclusive gift box of merch and a bunch of other little personalized gifts? Um, I'd be pretty stoked. I mean, who doesn't love free stuff? Who doesn't love showing their support to us? I mean, psh, might as well just give it to me. I I, I want it. <laughs> so, um, give me, give me. <laughs> you trying to steal someone else's gift? <laughs> I would totally do. That. Like, um, no, n- never mind, never mind. It's mine now. I'm I'm kidding. I don't want to <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> I will say the the new hoodies. I just got mine. I got. I finally got um, some merch um, 
for myself that we released. Um, and I did try a couple of it beforehand, like a couple of sample items that someone else had bought. So I knew the quality was good, but I hadn't actually gotten anything for myself yet. And I finally got the sweatpants, which are the comfiest sweatpants ever. I think I wear them all the time while I'm working, but also the hoodie. I, I love the hoodie so much. Like I got my white, like the Borough Reviews hoodie and it's just, it's great. Um, I like this line of merch so much better than our old one. Not saying that our old one was bad, but like this new one, it just, the style's there, the website's there, everything's there this time. I almost wish wish that I would have launched at this level, like at this quality the first time around. But you have some of our like old, like exclusive, like first line merch. Um, and I was super proud of it then. And it's still pretty comfy and it was good quality stuff even then. So Oh, remember when we all went to haunted houses and we were all sporting that sweater? Who could get rid of it? I wonder what happened to that guy who said he was going to check out the channel and check out the site. Who knows? Maybe he's listening. He might be listening. He might be one of our listeners. You never know. If you're out there, sign up for for the Patreon campaign and then also, you know, get a free, like, entry into the drawing because, like, if you get our gift box and you throw in some of that merch we if you take a picture of it we'll we'll tweet it out there into the universe other people are going to get to see you wearing our merch if you want that but no seriously it it um it it does help us quite a bit and it shows your support for us which means even more to us um here at the borough so it does mean a lot um, other big news for this week, right off the top here, we got a new president, got a new president in the United States. So great. Um, so great. So refreshing. It's been a good week for that alone. Honestly, it's always a good week when you have a fresh Bernie meme. That too. That kind of, <laughs> okay. I kind of felt bad for Biden. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, no, Sanders deserved this because on inauguration day, you know, Biden was like trending. President Biden was trending, but Bernie Sanders was trending at number one on Twitter all day on <laughs> Biden's inauguration day. And I thought that that was just hilarious. Like he just stole the internet for that day. Oh my gosh. I don't know who did it, but so at the restaurant I work at, um, we're kind of known for like our walls being full of like toys and stuff just kind of covering up our brick walls, just full of like toys and crazy shit. And it's always super fun to look at when we're at work, but I don't know who did it, but someone in our group chat posted a screenshot of a tweet that my restaurant uh, sent out saying, it's always nice looking at our wall. And if you like zoom in on the brick wall, you can see Bernie just sitting on the brick wall. It's like iconic. Yes. Oh, it's the mittens that get, it's the cross-handed mittens that get me. Oh, like, he looks like such a mom that was just dragged out in the cold for some kid's, like, event. I know. <laughs> he is everyone, literally. I he love is everyone. Him. I love him so much. What a, what a relatable politician. What a relatable guy, just in general. Like, the, cr- the cranky, like, love him, hate him for his, like, moody, like, his moody-ish that he you know i mean he's always moody like his his mood and his his crankiness has always been a thing but like love him or hate him for it but it is kind of amusing and it kind of sums up a lot of people's personalities so honestly uh 
yeah it's been a good week for that it's been a good it's been a nice reset week um for everything right like we're at the end of january now the the kind of euphoric feeling that you get every time the new year rolls around is kind of fading into the background now and it's kind of going just back to normal which isn't a bad thing you know like the yeah. vaccines are rolling out you know we're we're basically at the end of phase 1a here in nebraska and so we're at the point now where like i can see we're not we're not done yet but there is a light and and you know a few more months we just keep trugging through it and eventually we're gonna we're gonna reach the end absolutely it it, honestly it just like you said there's still a lot more work that needs to be done but this week has still what's the what's the right phrase it it feels like we just took a nice hot shower Mm-hmm. we've just been sitting in sludge for forever and we finally were just able to yeah. cleanse Please. ourselves mm-hmm. and just relax. It was one of those showers where you're like laying on the floor mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're just not thinking you're completely shut off. And then when you come out, you just, you're a new person. Yeah. And I get like politically, everyone's ready to fight still because mm-hmm. you know, the, the work isn't done yet for change. Um, but you know, I'm not one of those people who's like, yeah, let's like already start hounding on everything. I'm like, no, let's just take a breather. Let's take a few days. Let's take the week maybe. And then, you know, we'll rest tonight and we'll fight tomorrow. Um, and that's kind of the mood and the approach that I've taken to the whole week. It's like, yeah, like we've got to, we've got to, we've got to press people to do certain things, but like we can at least sleep knowing that, I don't know that morals are are still valid and morals are still required for, you know, high ranking officials in the government. And uh, it's, it's a nice feeling um, to know that those things still exist to some degree. So with all that being said, why don't we take our first quick break and then I am going to tell you a little bit about the news this week, and then we're going to discuss some of it. So be right back. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. And Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your first recording. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. We use Buzzsprout and can attest that it is a cakewalk compared to some of the other hosting platforms that we've used. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. So what are you waiting for? Grab your gear that you already have, and then find a quiet space to record and talk about all your favorite things. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support our show. We can't wait to hear your passion. And now for your last week's news update. Elsa Keslassi, a Variety, writes... 
Cannes Film Festival likely to be postponed until July. The Cannes Film Festival is set to announce by the end of the month whether it will keep its May dates or postpone to the summer. The festival is currently looking to take place sometime between July 5th and the 25th, Variety has learned. With the Cannes Lions still on track to run June 21st to the 25th, it's feasible that the Cannes Film Festival could be assembled in time to roll out in early July. One industry insider says it would take only a few days or roughly a week to set up the film festival. Chris Lindahl of IndieWire writes, No Time to Die release date pushed to October. No Time to Die, the 25th James Bond installment, has once again been delayed. Daniel Craig's final turn as 007 will now open October 8th of 2021. While much of the No Time to Die gross is expected to be brought in abroad, stateside the title is a crown jewel of MGM's slate and a linchpin to its financial stability. Deadline reported that the studio screened the movie for streamers with an asking price of $600 million. However, none were willing to pay even half that. Wesley LeBlanc of IGN writes, Godzilla vs. Kong trailer release date announced, new poster revealed. Legendary has revealed a new poster for Godzilla vs. Kong in anticipation of a new trailer dropping on Sunday, January 24th. Godzilla vs. Kong is a sequel to 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters and 2017's Kong Skull Island and stars Millie Bobby Brown, Alexander Skarsgård, and Rebecca Hall. And that concludes your last week's news update. If you would like to support The Borough Reviews or the Into the Borough podcast, please consider subscribing to our Patreon campaign. Our Patreon offers four distinct memberships. Candyman, a $1 a month tier to show your general support for what we do. It follows a $2 a month tier that will grant you early access to our videos before they release on YouTube. Hereditary, a $5 a month tier with exclusive podcast discussions and member-only polls so you control what content we focus on each month. And finally, Trick or Treat, a $10 a month tier where you'll get exclusive videos, behind-the-scene content, and all of the other tier perks combined. During these times, it is crucial for us to remain stable, and with your help, we can get there. Head over to patreon.com slash Reviews to sign up. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. Oh my god, no time to die has been delayed again. Again. Oh. I'm so pissed about this. I I'm, know. Ah, I just... <laughs> it's basically a whole year. <sighs> It's been a whole year. Where is it? And the fact that they screened it to a bunch of different like streaming services and every streaming service declined to put up any money for it kind of worries me. Um, they, I think they were trying to sell it for like 600 and some million and no streaming service that they screened it for Netflix, HBO. No one wanted to take it, which kind of worries me. I don't know if you read about that at all, but like, I'm now so worried that they that they don't have faith in the film because they were trying to ship it off and the fact that no one would buy it. 
I mean, you're talking about top 10 film franchises of all time and no one wants to buy this movie. Like what is going on? But that's besides the point. I, I don't, it doesn't need to be Skyfall, but, but can I, I just get it? Can I just get it? Please. Can I get it? Oh, you can in October, maybe. Okay, October's so crowded already. How do they think they're making any money in October? Do we have? I have bigger prior. I want to see Halloween Kills, which, by the way, people are talking about that as as like one of the best like horror movie sequels of all time now. Like apparently that's a thing that happened today with the new like images that were released with Halloween kills. Like people yeah. are now like, Oh my God, like this movie is so great. Like, and so we already have so many things to watch in October that I'm excited for or around October that th- is this going to get lost in the mix? Who knows? I mean, <sighs> maybe Maybe there is something going on, and this was just the only place they could. It was maybe it was like a last resort. Maybe, <sighs> maybe. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I mean, you know, would you rather it be in October? Or would you rather just not get it at all? I would uh, rather it get picked up by one of the streaming platforms. <laughs> yeah, that is like super sketchy. How everyone was like, no. Yeah, what what? the like? What the hell? Apparently, none were even willing to pay half that. Oh, no one was willing to pay three hundred dollars for a James Bond movie. What? Like, I don't even want to think about the possibility of it not being a good movie right now with it being delayed so long. Um, so (laughs) we're gonna talk about a. Uh, the exact opposite thing actually a boat of confidence from warner brothers and legendary with godzilla versus kong moving up their release date to march 26th and giving us some new footage over the weekend here apparently a new trailer is supposed to be released on sunday january 24th so we've got a trailer coming and we've got a couple of cool posters and a couple of um, images from the movie uh it looks okay i don't know I didn't really care for either the rebooted Godzilla or the rebooted Kong, to be quite honest. They were both okay. Um, I didn't, I haven't yet watched Godzilla King of the Monsters, though, and I hear that's a different story. So, who knows? See, that was the same with me. I wasn't really a huge fan of the Godzilla reboot. I liked the, the new Kong one more than I liked Godzilla. No, um, I did not. I do not agree with that. We're all entitled to our own opinions. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I like it. I like it about the show. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, I really love this. I know this is like doesn't even matter, but there's just something about. Oh yeah, and I haven't even watched the King of the Monsters one yet, but I want to. The only like thing that has really kept me on to like want to get around to watching it is the poster that they have for Mothra, which Mm -hmm. is their posters for all these movies so far have been so cool and so beautiful. My favorite one has been the Mothra one. And I freaking love Mothra. She is my favorite. She is a badass. And so, you know, whether you like them or not, you, you, 
can't really you can't really deny the fact that the posters are always like super cool and makes you want to watch it just a just a little bit it does it really does um that was one of the main reasons that in bear mccreary's score for godzilla king of the monsters like the imagery is just so beautiful like i i don't know there is something about it um it at the same time that it's nostalgic it's just it's nostalgic but it's also just eye-catching like in general the use of colors and the color clashing like super cliche yeah yeah, but they do it in such a such an they have such a nice contrast in all of their stills and in the marketing materials that like you can't really ever take your eye away from it. Like I watched that Godzilla King of the Monster trailer like 20 times. I kid you not, 20 times I probably watched that trailer just because I liked the trailer, I liked the music, and I liked the imagery. And so if they can replicate that with Godzilla versus Kong um, and the trailer that's releasing this Sunday, like um, there's a good chance that a lot of people turn out to watch this on, on opening night. Absolutely. And like with the with the posters, like it makes it feel less like those like campy little creature features that you tend to get but like an actual like intense action movie that's just uh it's just it's so cool and i and i like you said the use of colors like instead of it just being like the giant beast of kong and you've got this like beautiful array of like the pink and the blue just kind of clashing with each other surrounding him and uh, it's just so good. Kudos to the people that make these posters because they've always been just the coolest things whenever these movies come around. Yeah, I agree. Um, you can't get much better than that. So uh, well, last bit of news here. Um, the Cannes Film Festival is likely to be postponed until July. They had initially scheduled it to run from June 21st to the 25th. But now people are starting to think that it might be anywhere from July 5th to uh, the 25th. Um, Not a huge jump, but it's just kind of making sure that, hey, like, we still want to do it, but maybe, like, let's hold off another month and see where we're at. I think it's a pretty good move. Um, You know, even if you wanted to move it to the first week of August or something, I don't think that that would be a bad decision. So I like that they're willing to move it around, but not just flat out cancel. They're kind of just waiting to hear what it's going to be like so that's kind of nice i wish more more people would do um something like this where it's like okay here's a tentative date like we're not sure if we're going to stick to this or not but you know if not that time well then maybe this time which i know is so hype like it's so (laughs) it's so hypocritical because earlier in the podcast i'm like no time to die no what are you doing but like um, with this one you're like good good choice you know do a little golf clap like, yeah well, I, like it. I feel like i feel like no time to die i feel like the studio is in a frenzy with that movie they like i feel like there's chaos behind the scenes with whatever's happening with that movie like i feel like the production team was like hey we need to we need to make sure that we get the the post-production on this film like finished and wrapped up so that we can release it and then when they weren't able to release it they're like oh my god we're not able to release it well let's push it off to april and it always feels like they're in panic mode because then they're like oh netflix buy our movie for 600 million dollars and netflix is like no i'm not even gonna offer you 300 and so and then they're like oh fine we'll just push back to october i feel like they're just taking hits left and right as to where cans really doesn't 
have too much to lose, to be honest. Like, let's be honest. And I think that's the main difference. They're two entirely different um, type of events that are getting, you know, pushed back. So that's probably why the difference there. But so I'm not quite hypocritical, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, I like that they're they're kind of willing to to kind of extend it by a few days just to really cover everything that was released over the year, mm-hmm. uh, especially with it being such a blocked year of releases, just how they're taking that extra step to really acknowledge all the movies that did make it to release dates in 2020. Um, I think it's just a nice little touch to be like, you know what, we'll just make the most out of what we can actually have in these times. Um, I like that they are being real conscious about uh, when to actually postpone it and how they're really paying attention to how things are going, because that was actually my first concern is all these people going to Italy in a huge event where there's most likely going to be very little precautions taken towards COVID. So, I mean, reading through the article, I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm less nervous about it now, knowing that they're doing this because of COVID and actually like, you know, taking a step back just to see how things are going before they decide to do this. Um, it's more than what most people are doing anyways. A lot of people are like under the impression that now it's 2021, COVID doesn't exist. It's still here and it's still a very real issue. And so even just little stuff like this is just very nice to read about considering so many people are just ignoring it now, which is just Mm -hmm. a headache. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better than that, to be honest. So we'll see um, what happens with all of these different things here in the coming months. We'll keep you updated still. I'm not going to worry too much or or anything just because things are going to keep getting moved around all the time. But, um, you know, we'll keep you updated here on the Into the Borough podcast. So subscribe. And we're going to take another quick break. And we are going to be right back to discuss a couple of trailers. And then we're going to talk about WandaVision. So stay tuned. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our website, theborrowreviews.com. If you like indie movies, or blockbuster movies, and anything in between, really, on our site you'll find podcasts, movie reviews, opinion articles, and more content that covers all types of cinema. But we especially love a good horror movie here at The Borough. If you're looking for a review of your latest project, we got you covered. Simply search theborrowreviews.com in your web browser and you'll find us. As a company residing in Nebraska, we know just how hard it can be to get your message out to the world, and we're here to help. Find our contact page on our website and fill out the form. You'll also find a list of submission guidelines on the page. And while not every submission will be accepted, mainly due to time restrictions, it is always worth a shot. So what are you waiting for? Head over to the site now and check it out. The Borough Reviews, your movie refuge. All right, Linda, you picked the trailers out this week. Contrary to popular belief, I do not control everything on the show. So tell us what we have for this week and tell us which one you're most excited for. So the first one I put down was the reboot of Wrong Turn, which I did not realize was actually coming out in like less than a week. So watch out for that. (laughs) 
Um, I didn't either until you just said that. Oh my god. <laughs> I thought this so, was like March. Who knows how long this trailer's actually been out. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have wrong turn pulled up on my computer and it's like, it's going to be released on the 26th. I'm like, wait, of what What month of what year? Like, oop. Uh, but <laughs> the second trailer I have is apparently a little more crispy fresh and that is motherly uh hmm. but yeah i chose these two uh the one i'm most excited about is probably motherly i love seeing uh filmmakers put a fresh take on like home invasion-esque type of movies and this kind of seems like a home invasion with its own little twist and I like a good home invasion movie and I like to see like the different roads you can travel down with storylines like that. So I kind of want to see motherly. Yeah. Um, I know that I shouldn't, but I am more excited for wrong turn. <laughs> um, uh -huh. not because, not because it was like it, the trailer. Okay. Let's be honest. The trailer wasn't bad for either of these. Like, they were both pretty solid. Yeah. And so, as I'm objectively sitting here, I'm like, well, I know that that wrong turn has more probability to fall flat on its face just based on expectation Absolutely. Um, alone. <laughs> so it has more to lose. And so I realize that that's the one that more likely than anything will end up being not good. But at the same time, motherly, like, I have such a weird sense of like faith for that movie. I'm like, okay, like I see what you're doing. Like it looks good. It just looks good. It looks like a decent home invasion movie. Um, and like it, it's got that woodsy kind of feeling to it as well, mm -hmm. which is apparently the theme of this week um, because I'm watching Seder this weekend. I have a screener for Seder um, that I'm supposed to be watching this weekend. And then I also you know, just watch the trailer for Wrong Turn and Motherly, and it's like woods, woods, woods. And I'm like, okay, like, fair enough. But um, yeah, out of the two, I would I would say Wrong Turn just looked more interesting to me, if for no other reason than um, I can tell I'm going to hate so many of those characters and they're going to die such horrible, brutal deaths. So I'm like excited. So with Wrong... Okay, keep in mind, I actually did not hate the first Wrong Turn. It is actually a pretty decent horror movie for what it was. What ruined it was the sequels. Even though the second one, uh, Dead End, is very campy and fun while still kind of maintaining a certain level of suspense. So the first and second ones I actually really enjoy. And I'm pretty sure I have the second one on DVD somewhere uh, but I think the point of this movie is not to, like, give its focus to, like, the actual protagonists and their group of friends, but to actually show us a reinvention of the woodsmen that have been mm -hmm. popular popularized with these movies, because <laughs> Wrong Turn messed up. Like, those movies got so weird incesty rapey weird and yeah the entire franchise itself just got so sloppy to the point where it was almost like porn parodies of itself like that's just how 
bad it got for itself. Like I consider the last few of them pretty much porn parodies of the actual wrong turn movies. Like the focus completely shifted and it was just not great. So I'm glad that this one seems to help take that franchise just a step back and, you know, just kind of change it and bring it into something a little bit more constructive for, for what it is. Um, There is one thing I did notice in that trailer. I'm pretty sure they're going to make these guys like a total cult. Like I'm pretty sure it's going to be, yeah, super culty, which I was getting green Inferno vibes. Yeah. And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that's what they did with the last couple of wrong turn movies. So it's like, are you guys just, (sighs) I wish I didn't. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It it was like a huge, like incesty cult. And keep in mind with these wrong turn movies, you really cannot pay attention to storyline, like with what order these movies need to be watched in because that too got it just it got so bad so i'm glad they're just completely scrapping it and making it into something new that could be salvageable Mm -hmm. because it seems like it's not going to be like as goofy as it got to as weird as it got it's just kind of sticking to what it knows with a fresh take on it and if that means bringing the culty stuff back then that's fine as long as you don't get all incesty with it. Yeah, please don't do that. I don't, <laughs> and I don't think it will. I don't think it is. So um, hopefully we just keep at bay with that. And, yeah. you know, as far as motherly goes, like, um, and wrong turn too, I'm excited to see what both of them do. And we'll see if this wrong turn movie is able to maybe kind of drum up um a another string of maybe successful like reboot sequels after that if um if this turns out well enough but uh yeah i guess we'll find out here in uh less than a week in about four (laughs) days actually um we'll find out what wrong turn is packing behind its camera so um Yeah, with that down and out of the way, why don't we move on to talking about the main topic of today's show, which is WandaVision. More on that when we return. Heavenly shades of night are falling. It's twilight time. Wanda and Vision. Aren't we a five pair? This is our home now. I want us to fit in. This is gonna be a gas. Where did you two move from? How long have you been married? And why don't you have children yet? Our story. I think what my wife means to say is that we moved from... Moved from where? Married when? Damn it, why? Oh, Arthur, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Deep in the dark, This is really happening. Like days of old. Spark of love that fills me. Am I dead? No. Why would you think that? Because you are. We are an unusual couple, you know. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. <laughs> 
All right, everyone, we are back from the break and we are ready to talk some WandaVision, which has been really the topic of the past week. And there's a new episode releasing tonight. If you're hearing this, actually, it I think might be already out. Um, not really sure. I think so, though. Or don't they release at like 2 a.m. or something? Our time? Uh, I don't know. It's supposed to be out today when you're listening to this, so <laughs> um, you can watch episode three then, but uh, that's not what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about episodes one and two, which are filmed before a live studio audience, and don't touch that dial. Um, those are the two episodes that we're going to be talking about, so the pilot episode and then the second episode. And I know a while back... When the first trailer, kind of like the first full trailer, like released for WandaVision, and I was so excited because it looked so weird and so like wacky. And it was our first like Marvel project in in quite a long time, actually, for how their normal like release schedules work. You know, usually it's two or three films a year and not having anything for such a long time what was it almost two years um without any marvel content it was kind of like hmm, what's going on like what am i doing like it feels like i've been kind of away from this universe for so long and to come back and pick up in such a weird kind of alternate reality almost not quite sure what's going on um unfolding mystery that is WandaVision and to see Vision and to see this you know Scarlet Witch on screen together again and to get more of that interaction and that passion between the two characters that we were really missing from Avengers Infinity War you know like Avengers Infinity War it it drops you into this relationship right in the midst of it and you're kind of left you know feeling a little unsatisfied and kind of like almost the arc is a little underdeveloped and to see this kind of get this second life in a tv format um especially styled as a sitcom is just so fantastic and it's kind of everything that i hoped it would be i didn't expect like a groundbreaking show or like the best show on television but everything that i expected they delivered on Oh, that's so great for you. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of unprepared for that moment for me to say something. That was my bad. Um, <laughs> you, had you had a chip in your mouth. I know you did. <laughs> I, did I may have had a chip in my mouth. Sorry, guys. I'm eating sour cream and onion chips. I'm feeling snacky as always. So sorry about that (laughs) wow okay so the mess up was on me uh i can you know i could have just edited that (laughs) well no i i had to i had to make a big deal out of it as i naturally do so uh but no i liked wandavision i i loved the style of it it was very it was fun it was very fun and it was enjoyable to watch I'm, I was just, I'm 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 just a little concerned for the show itself. Uh, Just because I personally do not think it was a good idea for them to release 
two of those episodes and then one episode at a time. I think they should have just started with the first episode mm-hmm. or just done the whole season just because of the way those two episodes were like, you kind of got the suspense of like, it really isn't as it seems, but at the same time, you're left very underwhelmed after those two episodes, like, you know, like feeling like not enough happened to really explain itself. And while that, that, that can be enough to keep people going just to see what's going to happen. So you can tell something is going to happen, Um, but I've been getting comments from people saying that they were left a little bored with it just because, you know, you get the sense that something's happening and then nothing happens in the episode, which is bound to happen. I just feel like doing it that way, you're going to kind of lose viewers because they might just feel underwhelmed and even bored if this style isn't something that they enjoy watching. Like not everyone enjoys watching retro era sitcoms, which is fine to each their own. Um, But that's kind of my biggest concern for them. Uh, But as far as I go, I really like it. My theory is still holding up and Lane even has an even further theory that I'm kind of sticking with him on. Um, and I also like the idea that they're kind of going through decades. Like, it looks like the third episode's going to be set in the 60s, maybe mm-hmm. 70s. So I like that they're bouncing through the decades. I think that's really fun, too, instead of just sticking to the 50s. Uh, since we already got two episodes on that, so you kind of you kind of get your fill of the 50s era. Now you're going to get, you know, 60s, 70s, you know, 80s, 90s. And so I I like that they're doing that too. I think that makes it even more fun to watch. And I I can't wait to see what what's going on here because you know something's going on. I agree with you. So the first episode feels so much like a pilot episode. It feels almost disjointed and like the jokes they weren't bad, but they weren't necessarily like landing at all. Like it was kind of like okay, like. But by the second episode, especially like at the end with the with the talent show, like you really, I think by the end of the the re, the reason why I think they released it that way, they wanted to do episodic, but they knew that that first episode was not strong enough to withhold, like you know a, a pilot episode of the first Marvel thing coming back after you know a brief period of time off like it just would have felt so underwhelming i think and the fact that they packed the one-two punch there was more so a strategic choice on their part not to lose viewers um or not to get you know a bad rap not that it was bad or anything it just definitely you could tell it was the first episode it was the trial run and um it just seemed a little off to me but one the the one major complaint that i actually have is I mean, I realized that the cinematographer used, I think, um, like 47 different camera lenses for the seven different time periods that um, are being covered in WandaVision. And they were using modern like equipment, so modern lenses that were custom modified to keep, um, you know, certain characteristics of the original like lenses that were used back in that time period. And it, it, it's a nice touch to have everything in grayscale and black and white, but at the same time you're doing that, but you're shooting it with modern lenses and equipment. And there's kind of this level of 
okay, yeah, this is cool, but how much cooler would have would it have been if you used maybe more of the actual like technology that was around at the time rather than trying to shoot modern and and then you know put a filter over it to make it look um older you know i wish that maybe they would have used some more like classical film techniques to make it just a little bit more authentic right like because that was one of the first things i noticed it was like okay yeah this is this is cool and all but like this it doesn't it it evokes that time period but at the same time it's so distant from it so it's kind of trying to teeter on that delicate balance of both and i wish that they would have just picked a side if that makes sense um that's really the only thing that has really bothered me up until this point the brief periods of color and the colorization of the world that they're living in so far in the first two episodes is um like that contrast is really is really gorgeous and yeah like it has an added effect but um I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes, and I definitely don't think it's bad. Um, I don't think it's the greatest thing ever, and um, I think we're experiencing what I experienced with The Mandalorian Season 1, although I think I like WandaVision more at this point than I did The Mandalorian in Season 1. Um, I think it has more of its footing, and it knows what it's trying to do, and it's taking risks with those is where the Mandalorian is really pretty straightforward. It's um, kind of predictable almost, but this has a quality to it that yes, while predictable and, and everything, it's still like refreshing to see like a sitcom styled MCU show done in this way. That's also working as a romance. Um, There's just so many different elements to it. And I think that's what makes it so engaging. So if you haven't watched it yet, I definitely would recommend at least checking out the first two episodes, maybe the third even, if you feel like inclined to do so. And um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where the show goes. But I definitely think we're going to start picking up steam here in the fourth and fifth episode specifically. It looks like we're going to kind of get more and more out of that sitcom territory and into the mainstream, like maybe action adventure style that um we've come to expect with a lot of other mcu properties um so they start off sitcom heavy and i mean like it's a sitcom like there are brief breaks of immersion in there uh, mostly with wanda and there there are a couple of like horror techniques actually in the first episode that were kind of surprising to see in there i don't know if you like that whole dinner scene oh yeah no that was that was trippy (laughs) and i'm like whoa like they they did something that was actually kind of cool there and something that you don't really see in clearly that you don't see in a sitcom but also that you don't really see in the mcu too much so on that level i just i i really applaud what they're doing with the show yeah no it's like straight up like i dream of genie mixed in with i love lucy Mm -hmm. like that kind of sitcom style that you would expect from that time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, my favorite part has been Deborah Jo Rupp's character, Mrs. Hart. I love Deborah Jo Rupp. I think she is perfect at playing so the older style, like mother housewife from like the 50s, 60s, 70s. I think that 70s show has really helped her like perfect that part for her. Mm-hmm. And 
you're right. She is such a sweet lady. She's so funny and she's so adorable. She laughs like my mother and I love it. Like, it's just so funny hearing her laugh and she's, she's got that like sitcom like clumsiness type of thing down. And I just, I wish I could see her in more stuff. She's really not in a whole lot of no. things. Like she's never in anything, but it's always a gem whenever she just like pops up and whenever, and whatever you're watching. And that's really how I felt with this show. Yeah. I love that you uh, brought up her character uh, because like, I will say the weirdest thing about the sitcom and the thing that feels the most out of place is literally vision and Wanda. And obviously that's done for stylistic effects as well, because like the whole point is this disassociative like state that Wanda's in probably. And so like, it's, it, it puts them in the situation of being in a sitcom, but it doesn't let them fully live in it completely. You know, like there are little like, breaks of immersion there that they have when they're like what's going on like how did we get here why is this happening and and it works so well because literally everything else around them is screaming like sitcom like period piece sitcom and they just feel so out of place and it's that like it's it's that difference that just makes the show that much more enjoyable to me anyway yeah i mean it 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 does feel like they've been like brainwashed and then just kind of thrusted into a 50s tv show that's on yeah and now they're just like oh okay because yeah. yeah no like the way they act sometimes when they're like interacting with people it seriously feels like they were just like brainwashed two seconds mm, ago it and it's it's interesting it it's definitely an interesting show and like i said like as long as you're not bored with it, you're either going to be bored with it or you're going to be interested enough to want to know what's going on to stick through with it. And luckily that's where I'm at right now. It's just, I had a lot of people tell me that they were just straight up bored with it, which is why I feel like they shouldn't have released the first two episodes where nothing happened and just kind of preferred that they had just released the whole season or just one episode at a time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand that argument. Uh, I understand why they did what they did. But yeah, no, it. I get the pacing is a little jarring, especially when you think about the MCU. It's like, okay, like what's going on here? But I think that's honestly, and this might be a hot take, but like, I think that's the audience's problem. Like you've been, like Marvel has led you through these movies that are basically like, done the same way like every time right like you have it's so like three act structure like um it's so like intent on on keeping the same formula and the same routine after each movie that when you get to something like this that isn't meant to to do that right off the bat that it's kind of like oh well what is this i expected this to be the exact way that it is so again, I think I tempered my expectations to where other people might not have. And I think that's where you're seeing that difference of boredom or intrigue because I'm about where you are, which is like, yes, let's see where the show goes. But I'm just, what I'm praising is the the actual, like, I guess, completion of the show, the 
the actual dedication to it and the you know putting like a bold creative story like this for them out on the on the front lines comparatively to you know just releasing the next avengers movie i don't know it's it's cool yeah no i i agree yeah i mean it's a nice filler to have especially with the idea that some marvel movies may have to be spread out a little farther apart now in terms of release dates so it's nice to have like at least you know something to watch to kind of get your fill and to have a good storyline to to keep things going for the time being. Uh, I I would still recommend it to people, even if like other people have found it boring. Like I think it is something worth to watch and see for yourself. Yeah, I agree. And um, there you have it, everyone. Our thoughts on WandaVision. So be sure to check out the latest episode streaming right now on Disney+. Plus. And then join us next week where we'll probably just do, um, I think going forward, I don't, I don't know, do you want to do weekly like little recaps, like little short recaps, and then maybe like a full-ass spoilers season finale like episode where we just talk a bunch of spoilers about the ending? Yeah. Okay, sure. let's do it. Let's do it. So expect like a little brief uh, recap of WandaVision each week going forward. And um, yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we're going to tell you what else you can stream this weekend. I'm sure you know by now, but we have our own YouTube channel. There, we upload video reviews of the latest television shows or movies and stream gaming content weekly. We have a goal to reach 100 subscribers by the end of the year. Right now, we are about 12 subscribers away from reaching that goal, and it would mean everything to the team here to be able to accomplish this goal. Simply search the Burr Reviews in YouTube search bar to find us. Make sure to not only subscribe if you like the content, but to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to make sure you receive notifications of when we upload or go live. The Burr Reviews, your movie refuge. Alright. What is new to stream this weekend? Well, I've got a couple of things that I actually do watch that are that are on the docket for this week. We have Search Party Season 4 on HBO Max. I am only on the first season, so don't spoil it for me, but I am liking it so far. This season picks up, and this honestly, this description has kind of spoiled it for me a little bit of what happened last season, I guess, but oh well. Um, <laughs> this uh, description on LA Mag reads... When the new season of thriller comedy satire Search Party starts, Dory is being held hostage, but her friends are initially a bit too distracted with their own lives and social media accounts to notice. Eventually, they catch on and go searching for her. So, Search Party. There you have it. HBO Max Season 4. And then we also have Euphoria Part 2, Jules. Now this. This trailer was so good. It was better than the Rue one. Um, than the special episode Part 1, um, for Rue. It was just so much better. And this is the conclusion of a dramatic mini arc in between seasons one and two of super hit series Euphoria. And it finds Jules Hunter Schaefer on her own, having run away from her family and suburban life and separated from her girlfriend Rue, who is struggling with substance abuse. So what is Jules doing? Because the last time that we encountered them in season one, they 
kind of went their separate ways. And then we got the special episode of episode one and Rue is not handling the breakup very well. And we also start to see cracks in Rue's story as she kind of shows her true colors as an unreliable narrator. So let's see what Jules has to say about this situation. We also have Spycraft, which is a new documentary series that focuses on the world of real-life espionage, and in particular, the high-tech gadgets that have helped intelligence agents around the world, and that is on Netflix. Now, I gotta admit, I kind of want to check out real-life espionage shows. Um, honestly, I can't remember the last one I watched that was like espionage specific i mean some episodes of like buzzfeed unsolved get into that like the true crime seasons but outside of that like i don't really dip into like real life espionage so i kind of am curious about that and then we also have the white tiger which is based on the award-winning novel of the same title the white tiger is a crime tinged rags to riches parable according to the new york times the story centers on a chauffeur who makes uh, his um, who makes his up out of poverty in a complex and often cruel environment. The film is produced by Ava DuVernay, and um, it's on Netflix. So you can also watch that on Netflix. I don't know <laughs> what looks interesting to you this week. Uh, the Euphoria. It's the only one on here that I that I really watch. Uh, I did not notice that the White Tiger misspell priyanka chopra jonas's name i just saw that and i was like oh uh but yeah <laughs> 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 priyanka priyanka chopra jonas yeah wow <laughs> that's why i kind of did you hear me pause and i was like mm. i was waiting for you to say something and then you didn't so i was like fine i'll just say it I was like, uh, I don't okay, even dude. want. I ain't scared, well, scared to say this. <laughs> no, I just, I was, I didn't want to say it wrong. And then, like, I didn't want to say it wrong on top of it being wrong. You know what I mean? Like, so I was like, mm, I'm not even going to bother with that. Prinka, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, they, they misspelled her name, which is unfortunate on an article but you know it's fine but yeah no the euphoria one is the one i'm i'm looking forward to i am almost completely done with the first season i i've just i've been caught up with watching game of thrones i'm like 11 years too late but you know it's whatever it's fine i'm fine it's fine but yeah did you so you you probably didn't watch the trailer for part two of this special episode but, Not um, yet. I'm saving them. But but that it just looks so dramatic, and it looks like everything. Okay, because the special episode part one with Rue starts off really interestingly in this kind of fantasy, and it's the fantasy that Rue and Jules are like, um, you know, growing up, and they're growing together, and they're together, and they're doing all these things and pursuing their passions and like, and then it does that change up where it's like, Oh nope, that's just all in Rue's head. Ha 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 ha. And it's like, Oh damn. Like, okay. And it's the editing. It's, it's the way that the show is structured. That is so fascinating to me. And like, you never really know what's true and what's a fantasy. And that type of storytelling is so like overdone and cliched, but like, 
the show doesn't do it in a way to confuse you. It's done for stylistic purposes, but also substantive person. You know, it's like, so they do it to not only disorient you a little bit on what's actually going on. um, I would say that's the tropey side of it, but really they do it because it's like, we all have fantasies and we all think about things. And what if those thoughts like came to life for a brief period of time and they were just true. Like, what if our thoughts were true? And I don't know. I just, there's something about that that's so fascinating to me that I just love Euphoria. I could go on and on. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's a trip. I, I, I think what got me to actually start watching it is I'm pretty sure my dad's girlfriend watches it. I swear I've heard her talk about it. You couldn't take my recommendation. No, not at all. Um, (laughs) but I was like, oh, I think my dad's girlfriend may have heard of it once a few months ago. I guess I better give it a try. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. But no, I I finally gave it a chance and Daya has really been growing on me these last few years. So I figured, you know what? I want to see the true like adult role that she has taken, even though she's not even an adult, but it's just a much edgier role than what you you might be used to seeing her in. Um, But yeah, no, I just, I think it might've really been Zendaya to be honest. Just, I wanted to see her uh, see what she could do. And I I really like the show. It's, it's so good, but it's, it's a trip. (laughs) Yeah. It's so scintillating. It's, I, I can't talk enough about Euphoria. So you should definitely watch Euphoria if you haven't yet. Catch up now while you can before the second season drops. That way you're there with everyone else when, I don't know, that feeling comes back in and you hear the labyrinth like soundtrack and like it's a whole it's a whole experience. Like real honestly, you should not saying that I never mind. I'm not even gonna oh I'm not even gonna go, go into okay? that. <laughs> I mean, I do have this podcast list is explicit, but I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna breach that wall. Oh um <laughs> You guys all uh, heard that too, right? Just him just like I think I need to reboot Jared here in a second. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it, listen, it's been a long day. It it's has. Long. It's twelve thirty right now, so I can't really say that this is necessarily unusual for either of us to be like this at this time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just that kind of day. We were both up yeah. early this morning, so it makes sense. But um yeah. Uh what a good show. What a what a good podcast this was. Nice and snappy. Yeah. Mostly because I'm on a crunch because I want to actually go to bed. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, this is the first time that we've recorded past 10 p.m. Really, like that at least that we haven't started recording prior to 10 p.m. Um, in quite a while, and so this is new. I don't miss doing this. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I apologize. <laughs> you know what? it's okay we we made it through i'm just just the wilderness i'm just a little tired i i gotta work tomorrow so i might regret this in the morning but that sounds like a problem for morning me not for me now hey same me now gets to go to bed me now doesn't get to go to bed me now has to edit 
That's a you now problem. Not a <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was talking like Jar Jar Binks that me now has it. <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, 1238, Linda is extremely selfish, so it's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well, I figure it it takes me about 40 minutes to edit, and then I have to get everything ready and and then upload, and then hopefully by, like, 1.30, I think 1.30 is a good time, I guess, that I'm aiming for now. It was going to be 1. I'm not making that deadline. So we'll aim for 1.30. You go. You go, Jar Jar. I will do it. Jar Jar. Oh my god. And (laughs) next week we're going to be talking about the little things. So if you were worried about you know, oh my god, they're not going to have anything to talk about next week. They talked about so much. I don't want to hear them talk about WandaVision again. That's fine. We're going to still briefly cover WandaVision, episode 3, but we're also going to talk about the little things and we're going to review the little things. So unless there is a magnificent trailer... We can talk about the about the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. That's fine, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about that. We'll cover WandaVision Episode 3. And we'll also talk about the little things. And that's on the docket next week. So um, stay tuned. Subscribe on all the podcast feeds. Share this if you like it. And we will be back next week. And until then, have a good weekend, everyone. See ya!